0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts. We're going to get into the draft. We're going to get into free agency a little bit, but we're going to start with the kind of big news of the day. There was no show Friday because I ended up sick uh, and couldn't really talk a whole lot but Daryl Morey out as the Houston Rockets GM that is massive that means a lot for New Orleans and the Pelicans as well It also, until the later news broke that Ty Lue was signing with the Clippers to be their next head coach, could have delivered Ty Lue straight into the arms of New Orleans in a way and had impacts there. We'll talk about Lue, though, going to the Clippers. And then what's it mean for the Pelicans finally when we wrap up the show talking a little bit more about Stan Van Gundy, the other people that they are interviewing as well, and why you might not get this resolved as early as today or tomorrow like a lot of people are hoping for. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So let's start with the Houston Rockets because honestly that's probably the biggest news in the NBA at the moment and I do think this is kind of massive with Daryl Morey stepping down from the Houston Rockets, not being fired, Not being fired over the tweets about Hong Kong last year and the financial impact that that hit the league to a degree with and to the Houston Rockets even more so than any other team who suffered financially because of that. He's stepping down after all of that when that's all in the rearview mirror to a degree and no longer wanting to work for the Houston Rockets and more importantly no longer wanting to work for Toman Fertitta. I think, straight up, that Daryl Morey is the best general manager in the league and has been one of the most important figures in the NBA over the past 13 years. You could argue maybe the most. He kind of ushered in some of the analytics movement here. He built a team that was ready to compete Every single night, no matter what, and then willing to change that on the fly to make uh, maintain the best possible team that he could. He straight up went for it in an era where you don't really see people going for it, and I think there's something to applaud that. I'm not saying the Pelicans should fire Griffin to bring him in. They shouldn't. You should kind of stay the course that you're on now, but any team that has... Anybody that's not Daryl Morey pretty much should look into firing that person and bringing in Daryl Morey to a degree. Maybe you don't do that to the Miami Heat and a few other teams, but most teams should. I think he's that good of a general manager. Instead of tanking, instead of patiently waiting, he swung every single chance he could to put a contender out there on the court. They were never as good as the Warriors, though they came very close to beating the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals and going to an NBA Finals. Weren't able to do it after a record number of missed threes. But for an era where there were so many dominant teams, in that in particular dominant team, the Warriors, he said, screw it, we're going to compete. We're going to go try and win, and we're going to try and beat them. And I love that approach. And that's why when people ask me if the Pelicans should try and tank or slow down things a little bit, no! No! You go. There's always going to be a dominant team. You've got to at least take your shot. And he did. And then for a team with no cap room, no future assets, really, he still managed to retool the roster, roster, sometimes massively retool the roster to keep putting a competitive squad out there on the court. That's not easy to do. He's one of the more creative general managers we've ever seen, whether it was going super duper small this season and not really having a big man on the roster or a traditional big man, whether it was moving Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook because you had to try and do something, right? Or even bringing Chris Paul in in the first place. All of that stuff should be massively applauded with the work that he's done. And now that he's out of there now that they uh, let Dan Tony go in a way and parted ways with Dan Tony this Houston Rockets team that has the second best winning percentage over the past 13 years second only to the Spurs that's how good they've been is now looking like they're in a bit of a disarray and that the ship is sinking that's great it's a division rival the Pelicans in theory if we have a normal schedule play them four times a year not having to do that wonderful wonderful thing or, or at least having like four easier games a year wonderful wonderful thing and that's important, especially when you're trying to kind of get any competitive edge that you can. It was going to be important, and had Ty Lue not been hired, and we'll talk about Ty Lue in the next segment, immediately after some of this went down by the Los Angeles Clippers, look, he could have been the frontrunner for that job, and now all of a sudden that Houston job does not look appealing whatsoever anymore. That Houston job, well, Maury quit because he probably didn't want to deal with the crap that was going on with Fertitta, Like, why quit that project, right? Why quit that team when you still have James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the ability to go out and compete? Why leave that? Unless it's the owner not wanting to spend money on a coach, not wanting to spend money on other things, because we wondered about that with Tillman Fertitta, his whole tenure there now, the short tenure that it's been. This might just signal the end of the Houston Rockets, not just for next season, but kind of as we know them for the foreseeable future till Fertitta either sells or changes his approach to certain things. He's been hit hard by the pandemic, maybe more so than any other owner in the league and potentially lost Ty Lu because of that and other good coaches because of that, which frankly benefits the Pelicans, I think a little bit. So, this is kind of surprising. Now, they promoted um, Mori's right-hand man there to be the GM and then elevated the third guy in line to the second guy in line, but it's still not Daryl Mori. But that is – the Friday news that he was – our Thursday news was genuinely surprising that he was gone from the Houston Rockets because he's been that successful there. Everyone thinks very, very highly of this guy too. And to have no more Daryl Mori there is just straight stunning, I think. Uh good for New Orleans though. But man, there someone the Sixers should have fired Elton Brand already by the time I'm recording this and hired Daryl Morey to replace him. They need, some team needs to be very smart and go snag him right now while other teams aren't looking to try and do that and look for a little bit more stability. Someone should go after Daryl Morey. I think that highly of what he's done in the NBA. Coming up next, Ty Lue, the Clippers, why I don't think he was just using the Pelicans or any other team for leverage. And then finally, we'll wrap up talking about Stan Van Gundy, but also assistant coaches and what's going on exactly with this coaching search, at least I think. And why you might not hear a decision being made today or tomorrow or maybe until next week, potentially, too. All that coming up. But before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by Roman. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. If you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medication you need. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is even easier. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about. But now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. Again, that is GetRoman.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So other big news of the day, which is maybe not the most surprising thing given what happened at Houston, Daryl Moore, and then the, the dumpster fire that the Rockets are to some degree, and that's that Ty Lu ended up taking the Los Angeles Clippers job, the position that he was probably the frontrunner for and always wanted to take more so than the, any any of the other jobs. And so I've been asked this, and I've talked about it on here to a degree, and I've talked about it on the radio that I've been on TV as well. And I was on with uh, Fletcher Mackle of WDSU last night. And we'll talk about something I brought up in a seg- in that segment coming up here next on the show, talking about Stan Van Gundy and assistant coaches in that. And that's that, you know, was Tyler using this Pelicans job for leverage? Was he using the Rockets job for leverage to get that Clippers job? And I think the answer is no. Like, I think this is kind of stupid and people trying to read too much into things, which tends to happen in situations like that. And shoot, I'm I'm guilty of this too, as you try and connect dots together, to try and figure out what's going on, right? As if that matters and finding out early matters or is important. It's not, but it's fun to do. And frankly, we're still stuck inside for the most part. And that's what we do here. It's what we do in sports coverage anyway. Try and connect those dots. So... I think that Ty Lu was legitimately interested in all of the head coaching jobs that he interviewed for. This is a guy who wants to be a head coach in the league. There's 30 jobs. There were a couple available that he was interested in this time. And if those are open, you, you probably take one. I don't think it was like Clippers or bust for Ty Lu, And that if he didn't get that job and maybe they weren't going to hire him at one point, they looked at others too, potentially that it was going to be he wouldn't take the New Orleans job and he'd do wh- what exactly? Not be a head coach? So I think the concept of leverage in some of these talks is significantly overrated to a degree. Like, it's just you don't need it. You interview for jobs when you're interested in jobs. I don't think it necessarily matters a ton. And then what if you don't get the one that you want? And you we were using the other ones as leverage for And then what if it comes out? that he was just using those jobs as le- for leverage and it, you know to a degree didn't really people just assumed it but i don't think it was really reported on that that job might not hire you anymore It makes no sense whatsoever when you really kind of take a step back and get out of the weeds when it comes to this stuff that, yeah, Tyloo probably wasn't using this for leverage. The Houston Rockets might have been in pole position for him, and then when all of a sudden uh, that job kind of looks way less appealing without Daryl Morey there, and I wouldn't take that job without Daryl Morey. I would have taken it otherwise because I trust Daryl Morey and think he would have put the best team on the court for me, but the second you get away from that, not so much, I think. And so Ty Lue, to the Clippers, makes perfect sense as just kind of a different voice in the locker room than Doc Rivers did. Someone who'll probably stand up to Paul George and, more importantly, Kawhi Leonard a little bit more. They've heard uh, – so you, you kind of heard the reports of – other players on that team being unhappy that Kawhi Leonard got to basically just like choose when he would play and when he wouldn't and to run his own load management program for himself. You even heard Ty Lu kind of bristle at that idea too. And I would assume that's over. And that Clippers team needs it to be over. Now, maybe that wrecks things with Kawhi Leonard a little bit because he chose that team to play for because of all of that stuff. Because he could run his own load management and basically choose when he played and when he didn't, when he practiced, when he didn't. But that seems like it'll be better for the whole team in the long term, at least this coming season, by getting rid of that and having them actually play games together in the regular season and not looking very discombobulated in the playoffs. If Ty Lue gets rid of that, that coaching and gets the rest of the team kind of happy with all of this again – That is alone worth it to hire Ty Lue, and this is the thing that people don't realize and when people go, oh, Ty Lue's not a good coach, or I don't want Lue, or what has he done without LeBron? His record without LeBron isn't good, even when LeBron was injured, but at the end of the day, it's about making sure those guys play well when they're all there. No one's going to be great when their star player or two is injured. It's just not how it goes, but... The willingness to challenge LeBron and get his buy and the willingness to cha- challenge Kawhi Leonard, a star player, that other people won't, and it makes the team happier, it makes him a better player to a degree too because he's actually playing more games, that's going to lead to a better team. That's a good head coach. A lot of people won't do things like that. Doc Rivers clearly didn't do things like that, and I think Doc is a good coach. So that makes the hiring of Tyloo worth it for them. And probably does mean he's a good coach if that's all your biggest job is to do something like that. And that's why I think he would have been a good fit here in New Orleans, getting the most out of his guys, which is what he's known to do. All right, coming up, though, on this show, we're going to talk about Stan Gundy, why this process may leak into next week, too, and don't necessarily, necessarily being the key word, expect it to be resolved today or tomorrow. So we'll talk about that and what it means for the assistant coaches coming up here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's really that simple. I eat one of these things daily. A number of the locked-on hosts eat one of these things daily after their workout or as a meal replacement for lunch. And they spend their own money on them. I spend my own money on these things. They are that good. Not only are they good for you with a great... Uh, mixture of calories and protein. They have some that have 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, or 17 grams of protein and hun- just 130 calories. They're also delicious. You're not even going to realize you're eating a protein bar. I was out the other day. I just needed to eat something. Running a bunch of errands, I stopped into a store and grabbed one because I didn't have any built bars on me from another brand. It doesn't taste nearly as good. It kind of this. It was kind of weird. Like I don't know how to describe it. it almost had, like a metallic taste to it or something like that. I didn't enjoy it. It got me what I needed, it accomplished what I wanted, but you know what? It could have been just a better overall experience. It was chalky, it was dry, just that normal protein bar kind of feel to these things. Well, built Bars are soft, they're easy to chew, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, they got flavors like peanut butter brownie, raspberry, lemon to almond, cheesecake, cookies and cream, I could go on and on and on. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar, not a protein bar. They're just that good because they're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and they taste better than anything else on the market. If you want to try them, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on. You're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday for you all. The only show Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team coaching search, free agency, draft, Zion, Ingram, all of that stuff we've got to cover here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, wrapping up today's show with the third segment here. Stan Van Gundy and the Coaching Search. I went on WDSU last night and did a TV hit with Fletcher Mackle, friend of the show, friend of mine. And we were talking and he asked me just point blank, you know, who do I feel is going to be the next Pelicans head coach? And I think the odds on favorite, the betting favorite would be Stan Van Gundy, right? I think everyone kind of feels that way. But people are wondering if, if he's the favorite and he's interviewed, why is he not being announced as a head coach yet? And people seem to think a little bit too. And I get these texts from my friends like all the time. If this goes on even more and more and more, I don't think it's Stan Gundy. I don't think that's the way you should look at it. One, I don't think the Pelicans would want to back out of interviews for guys at all. Because I think that is just an impolite thing to do. Though at the same point, if you have your guy, you have your guy. And he's like, you need to announce it. and We need to do this. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. So I don't think it's that... Uh, you know, big of a deal if they back out on it. But here's the other thing. We're likely to see, and this is maybe the biggest, most important point out of all of this. We're likely to see some coaching staff uh, changes. I said, I don't expect Chris Finch to be back necessarily next year. Like I really don't, I'd say it's more likely that he's not than he is. He's a finalist for the Pacers job. Um, Even if the Pacers go with like Chauncey Billups, who by the way, the Clippers have said they're hiring as Ty lead assistant. But at the same point, He may also still take this other job. If he takes that job in Indiana, they're probably going to try and spend a lot of money on a lead assistant, which could be Chris Finch, knowing that if it fails with Chauncey Billups, you just kind of get promoted right into that role. Similar thing to like why Alvin Gentry is taking the lead assistant job with the Kings, right? He'll just move right on into that role if they fire uh, Luke Walton there. So I think all of that makes uh, some sense for everyone going on here so if you're interviewing these other guys and supposedly there's two more maybe one more maybe one's will weaver maybe one's jamal mosley maybe one is wes unzell jr you're interviewing for the head coaching job too but if it's like look we're going to go in a different direction after the interview we're going to hire stan van gundy would you be interested in coming over as the lead assistant we'll pay you this boatload of money here those guys still might say yes Knowing that if it doesn't work out with Stan, they're the next in line and they will get promoted to that head coaching job maybe quicker and it's a bit of a shortcut. So I still think you go through these interviews to sell them on your team, make them want to come work for you and realize how good this organization is so that even if they're not the head coach just yet – It's still going to feel really good because – or it's still going to be a really good situation because you're the lead assistant. You're making more money and you're in a better organization that's more committed to winning than the ones you were at before. Whether it's true or not or you just sell them on it, there's still a lot of value in having those interviews and then trying to hire them for your staff. The Pelicans did it to some degree where they interviewed both Trajan Langdon and David Griffin for this uh, you know, lead – Basketball decision-maker role. I won't call it GM. It's not GM. It's Vice President of Basketball Operations. That's a little clumsy to say. It's just top basketball guy, right? I've been yelled at when someone was like, well, Langdon's the GM. Or they yelled at someone being like, Langdon's the GM and David Griffin isn't. It doesn't matter. GM usually means the top basketball person, besides the point. So, you know, they interviewed Langdon for this job. He didn't get it. But then he still took a position in the organization under David Griffin. You could do... A somewhat similar thing here with the assistant coaches, I think. So maybe Will Weaver isn't your top guy, but you want to interview him. You want to talk to him about this and maybe see if there's a fit there for an assistant coaching job, the lead assistant or something like that, because there will be some coaching turnover, I think. And that makes a lot of sense then to continue these interviews. And you don't just announce your head coach, but you announce the staff and everything kind of all to it. And that's what I think could be, taking a little bit longer with this process maybe it will be Stan Van Gundy maybe that's already been decided to some degree who, who knows I'm not saying it has but maybe you also just want to kind of get this other stuff squared away and announce it all at once and talk to Stan about the assistant coaches and all of that so I think that definitely is a possibility that's going on and that doesn't and that might mean we don't hear about the coaching search finishing today tomorrow it might go into next week potentially as well All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Big thank you to Roman for sponsoring today's show. Go to GetRoman.com slash Locked On and then go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'm going to be back with you all tomorrow.